Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. Well, I think, don't you think that's where the grinding comes in a new business? Because I don't know of successful long-term uh business leaders or high achievers that don't have a story of a lot of grinding, you know, with mm-hmm. no glory in the early days to kind of work their way in. It's like even comedians do the same thing. I mean, they work forever to find, you know, jokes that actually work. And when they find one that works, they've, that's where 20, 30, 40 that didn't work, you know, and that's. Yes. And so yeah, you can't, find them until you tell them, you know, until you think of them, Mm -hmm. work on them, try them out. And if it bombs, okay. Yeah, Uh, no, totally. I mean, and that's, I've I've tried marketing methods that that haven't, that haven't worked, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's interesting because in 2005, you know, like there was, there was some social media, but I wasn't really into it or following it or anything like that. Um, but you know, right, right now, you know, we're in 20, 2022, you look online anywhere and it's like, Oh, look at this, you know, successful, whatever, you know, so-and-so they're, they're so successful. It's like, you didn't, you didn't see what they did 10 years ago and, and the countless hours of rejection and hard work and energy they spent. It's, uh, you know, so many people go out and paint a picture of perfection, right? That's that's a lot of what social media is, and, and a yeah. lot of it's a facade. But yeah, you've got to put in the work and grind. And um, I wish more people would show and share and talk about that more, you know, um, than, than just go on a podcast and say, well, here's man, why I'm so successful. And, right? that's, and that's, again, Matt, the purpose behind this is so you can actually hear from people. Because uh, if you talk, that actually have done it and lived through that phase and they will not minimize or, yep. you know, they're not afraid to tell you the real world because they've, they've seen it pay off. You know, if you, like you have the patience to keep grinding away, you can get to the glory, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but there's, uh, you know, they do, they do some good, God bless them. But you know, the, the life coaches and the life coach institutes and the professors that write books on winning because they've interviewed winners and studied winners, they can come up with some good basic ABC type stuff, but they tend to sell their books. It's like the guys who sell their formula for winning in the stock market. They gloss over the fact that most of the time their little formulas just don't work. Or when they do work, they work yeah. for short period of time. And the real reason is that life is so insanely complex and people, people are so insanely complex and infuriating, you know, in terms of try, if you try and work with individuals, individuals are highly unpredictable, but masses, masses are highly predictable. Hence you have grocery stores. They don't know whoever walks in that door is going to buy a $100 cart of groceries, but they know of 100 people who walk in there, X amount of people will buy $100, $200, $300 worth. And they know how much per person who walks through that because they've done the math, like you're talking about. Casinos. They know if they get people to walk through that door, you know, a lot of people never 
you know, pull a lever, put a quarter, anything in, but they know they're going to, what those revenues are going to be based off the people walking the door. And so what we're trying to do when we get started, and you can't begrudge yourself, this is where you speak to the patients. Uh, you have to give yourself a chance to work to the numbers of trying different things so you yep. can find out for yourself. Because a lot of times what works for you won't work for anybody else, you know, and Absolutely. You, not all the time, but, you know, you, you pick up techniques from winners and everything, but you may have a niche, you may have a personality where you could say things to people and they respond where somebody else tries to come in and, uh, you know, kid around with people or whatever, and they'll take it the wrong way. They'll be highly offended where the other people laugh yep. and, you know, and uh, I've got a friend like that. He's uh, he's always, you know, everybody, he lives in a locker room, you know, but he, you're in sports where you're busting everybody's chops and you're pulling tricks yeah. on everybody and you're ragging them and stuff like that. And, you know, just the standard jock talk, you know, well, he lives his yeah. life like that and putting you down, but you know, he's kidding and doing it in a good natured way. Now his oldest son tries it and he comes off as a bomb. You know, he alienates right. yep. everybody. He tries to do it like dad, but he's uh -huh. not dad. And, you know, he hadn't really accomplished anything in his life, you know. So when he tries to do this braggadocio thing and, you know, like, uh, uh, anyway, uh, it just doesn't work. He didn't have the credentials, didn't have the personality. And so the way you find out what works for you is you work and you follow your instincts. And they're like, and that's also the way you work through a whole lot of things and you find out they don't work for you. And that's a lot of times the early part of your career, but then you can take that into other areas. Why did you go into roofing and what did you really want to tell me about the roofing business we were talking about? Oh yeah, I'll share, I'll share a fun story. So, you know, in, in the painting industry, so Northern Colorado, we get hit with a lot of uh, hailstorms. So 2008, uh, Windsor had a really big tornado that came through and then we ended up, um, you know, doing a lot of painting, but we were painting for these bigger contractors that came in, you know, roof contractors and general contractors. So that was our first exposure into, you know, working with insurance claims and, and just seeing the potential of, of business that was there. So, um, you know, over the years, we, we were just a little scared to go up that high, you know, to go up on the roofs and uh, have to deal with that. We didn't understand really? a lot really? of the labor side. Yeah, but we finally wow. in 2020, we, we made the jump. You know, we said, hey, um, we're going to, you know, we're going to jump in and we're going to we're going to learn the business. We We connected with a really great crew. They've done this for for decades. And um, yeah, so the, the roofing side is relatively new, but I'll share kind of a fun story. So when there's a hailstorm here, um, and it's usually every couple of years, you'll get a, you'll get a really big right. hailstorm. The roofers, they flock from all over from, you know, Denver, the other big Colorado cities, Colorado Springs, they come in from Texas, they come in from everywhere. And literally 7am the morning after the storm, these guys just pounding on people's doors you know, in residential right. neighborhoods and it's, it's high pressure. It's they're they're lying. I mean, everything. So that's, that's where that initial, you know, on the initial bell curve, there's a good chunk of money right there. So we go out and um, that's just like, we, we knock on doors, right. But we have a totally different approach, but we go out this next day, it's 2 PM and they, they'd already had 30 people knock on their door. So we're knocking on doors and yeah. just, you know, I'm getting very, frustrated and disheartened because I'm knocking on a door and some, some guy that looks like he just got out of prison, he's standing, you know, two feet behind me 
getting ready to knock on the door. And this homeowner is just wide eyed, like, holy cow, what's going on? So I came back to the office and I'm like, guys, we got to do something different. Um, you know, what is everybody doing? They're knocking on doors. And we said, you know, what if we're the roofer that doesn't knock on doors? You know, we kind of thought about that. And I love, I love Spanish coffee, right? So um, I, I bring back coffee from Spain. We have a little coffee bar at our office. And I said, hey, what if we knock on doors and we offer people these these Spanish coffee kits, right? Because we sell them online and everything. Uh-huh. And um, oh, you, you know, one of my team members, they 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 go even one step further. They're like, well, why don't we just reach out to a local coffee shop? and see if we can go there every Friday morning and for two hours, just pay for everybody's coffee that comes in. So we, we have this light bulb moment. So check this out, like 20, 30 roofers knocking on the door and these homeowners, they're just flying the middle finger, get off my doorstep, like get, leave me alone, leave me alone. So then we come out, we made these little postcards, knock on the door. Um, hey, I'm Matt, I'm with M&D Roofing, but not here to talk to you about your roof. And they kind of look at me, right? So like, that's my my hook. They go, what do you mean? So I just wanted to invite you to free coffee. We're buying coffee for all the neighbors over at the, you know, Ziggy's 8, 8 to 10 a.m. And they kind of look at me and they're like, what? I said, yeah, come on over, get some coffee. And then I, I take off. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want, I don't want to climb on your roof. I don't need your insurance yeah. papers, any of that. And they're like, well, can you look at my roof? So all of a sudden, just this, you know, this little shift. Um, you know, we landed close to, I think we last checked about, about $400,000 worth of work over, let's see, we spent uh, eight weeks and probably $10,000 on coffee at, at a local coffee shop. So we're, we're giving money to the local business community. We're, we're meeting with people and we literally would just sit at the coffee shop and, hey, have a nice day. Enjoy your coffee. Of course we want business, right? Like we right. run business to feed our yeah. family, but you know, we're not sitting here just just pounding their door with the same BS that all these other guys are doing, and um, was really refreshing. I mean, it was fun for us. We really enjoyed it. And again, ten thousand dollars lands us four hundred thousand. Well, you hit all yeah, the spots there, and you, the first signal was again it goes back to think we want to interrupt the conversation. You can't interrupt the conversation if you're doing the same thing everybody else is doing. And you had to have, you have, it's like we always have to sell ourselves first on what we're doing. And if we get an initial positive, uh, fun reaction, you know, response, say, to ourselves, it's like, yeah, that'll work. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. Matt, in doing these, uh, uh, podcast interviews. Uh, I browbeat the staff to get the right people in front of me because when I get people who've never done the God blessed thing, right? When it's over, I have a migraine because I've tried, you know, because I'm going to try and make people look great, you know, and right. But when you're trying to squeeze. Uh, blood out of a stone, you know, some kind of really mm-hmm. wisdom or knowledge out of people that are just dumb clucks who came up with some gimmicky thing. They just wrote a book on something that they've never really proven works and they're out right, trying to right. market, you know, get on the podcast circuit. And uh, then when you ask them anything below the surface, you find yeah. out there's nothing there. And so yeah, you not, to, not a lot there. Yeah. You kind of have to make it up. And you're, when you get through with it, your head's just throbbing. 
And so it's a matter of setting yourself up for success. So I do the same thing you're talking about when I line up guests, because if I get myself, I see what has this person done? You know, don't know them from a lot of times I do know them. You know, a lot of times I do know them. But right. when I get people like yourself, we've never met before. No, first I'm minute. Trying, yeah. I'm trying to get familiar. You know, I'll just drill. You know, it's like, what what about this? What are they doing? And then all of a sudden, it's like, I can tell if some, you know, they know what they're talking about. They've accomplished. Because yeah. if you haven't accomplished a God blessed thing, with all respect, you don't know nothing. You know, you know, because you're an intelligent person. You're looking out for yourself and your family. You know how to get things done. You're going to get things done so you can get things for yourself and your family. You could be independent. You could have the highest income. You have a great quality of life. You know, you can enjoy life. You know, you can do fun things. But if you haven't done any of those things, guess what? You don't know nothing. And, so, <laughs> and there's no reason for me to talk to you because right. I'm not going to be able to get anything usable that I could pass on to other people. Because one thing about winners and high achievers and people like yourself, you can spot a phony. You know, most people can yep. spot a phony a mile away. Winners can spot a phony on the other side of town. You know, they can like instinctively like, uh-uh, no, yeah. no. And <laughs> because we've been exposed to so many situations and people, you know. For those of you who are sick and tired of fooling around and are dead serious about wanting to move up fast, I've got something especially for you. I've combined the best insights from over 40 years in business and making $70 million in income and compressed them into a free webinar. That's right. It's a free resource. If you want to find out exactly what the concepts are that I use in coaching million dollar earners, register now at widelonwinning.com. You'll discover the five-part framework used by so many to reach their financial, personal, and professional goals. You can find that link in this episode's show notes. Along the highway, you decided uh, you succumbed to the desire to write a book. And so tell me about that. Yeah, it, you know, it's been the authorship journey has been really cool. So in 2000, like late 2010, early 2011, uh, was getting asked to speak a lot about uh, marketing and business success. So I had how my, does that, how my, does that um, happen? You're said, you know, because we were talking yeah. about before, you don't get awards, you don't get awards unless you apply for awards. How do all of a sudden these requests start falling out of the sky because you won these awards or whatever that you've you've become on the radar screen where people say, is that a natural progression? There is, yeah. So what you know, where it started, it was really interesting. Where the speak, where the speaking started was, um, it was somebody would call me and say, "Hey, Matt, can I, can we, can we go to coffee? It's really funny. Can we go to coffee? And can I pick your brain about marketing?" I say, "Sure, we go to coffee, but I've got to buy my own coffee, right?" right. The, the next call, "Hey, can I buy you coffee?" And then pick your brain about marketing. So I'm like, hey, I get I get free coffee. I, lo I love coffee. And then that goes to, um, hey, can I buy you lunch? Um, to can I buy you dinner? 
and it was one-on-one, right? And then, you know, right. and I'm just, I'm, I'm sharing the same stuff I'm talking with you about now. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about, you know, 15 years ago. And then it said, hey, hey, can you come speak to my Rotary Club? So it's just a, a natural progression, right? There's there's also, yeah. you know, as a, as a speaker, like you want to go out and land speaking right. gigs. There's a business side to that. But it was just a natural progression. And then when um, the, the biggest lesson I learned in, in speaking um, and then I'll talk about the book was he said, Hey, how much would you charge to come out and speak at this, you know, entrepreneurs conference? And I go, Oh, well, and I start fumbling. I go, I, I don't know. Well, and it's like, well, well, that was the key where that guy knew I really wasn't a professional speaker. You know, I tell speakers now, like you need to know your fee. It's $10,000. Boom. Like you, you let them know here, here's, here's my requirements. Um, but so people were asking me to come out and speak and there was a, a, a Denver entrepreneurs conference and, um, gal reached out to me, the event organizer. And she said, I need, uh, two options of what you could speak about. And I said, well, I only have one talk that I do. And she goes, well, if you want to talk with us, you need to give me two. And I said, okay, well, um, you know, I've been winning a lot of awards lately, so I could put together something about winning awards, not thinking that she would pick right. it. And she says, yeah, we'd love, we'd love to hear about that. And I'm like, shit, like, I, you know, I kind of, I, I don't have, I don't have, this. so I put it, I put it together. I, I go down and I, and I present, I said, here's, here's the misconceptions. Here's the truth about the business. Here's the seven simple steps. And, um, it was, a, it was a hit and uh, a gal had come up and she said, you know, would you, would you want to come talk? to my company about this. And oh my gosh, you should write a book about this. And I'm a very, you know, highly driven, you know, bucket list kind of a guy. And I said, you know, I'd love to write a book one day. So this was back in the self-publishing days when it was, re- there's really a very low barrier to entry. Right. You know, I sat down over about a 10 month period and wrote, um, become an award-winning company. So it was those seven steps to really unlock that, that strategy for people, but knew nothing about authorship and and writing a really good book you know there was there was a a selfishness in the approach to me of like matt's writing a book and right. matt's yeah. sharing what he knows and why he's so important and why he won these awards it's like no you write the book for the reader right. and every word you put in and I, and I didn't know that you know there was a certain degree of a little bit of boastfulness and you know i had accomplished some things and right. um, it brought value but but i didn't realize i, I thought the book would just sell itself Right. Yeah. I'm like, Larry, I'm going to write it and, and everybody will buy it. Mm-mm. No, you have to go then sell it and, and market it. So I'm actually working on this is this is my my book coming out in uh, probably January. It's Painted Baby. Okay. Um, so this is book number two. It's connect with clients through brave and vulnerable storytelling. And, um, you know, this one, this one, I've I've learned so much more. It's, you know, it's a decade later. And I'm really, really excited about how this one's turning out. You've already got the cover. So when is it coming out? Yeah, I actually just locked the manuscript earlier this week. We did cover design, you know, months ago. So um, we're in, we're in the copy editing and layout phase and everything. So it's about three to four months out. We'll have it out. Who's the publisher? So I'm actually working with a company called Scribe uh, or Lioncrest Publishing. Yeah. So they're they're a company where they actually will uh, work with authors all the way through the process of you know d- the developmental idea, collecting yeah. all of all of the information. I'm a better speaker technically, my, I would say, than a writer. Yeah. So they interviewed me, and we transcribed everything, that's and then the I grabbed that. That's, went that's the it. best way to do it because when yeah. I did, when I did mine, you know. I did what you did. You know, it's like, okay, I'm going to write a book. And uh, uh, the first, 
I sent it to all of my friends and they basically what they said was, this really sounds good. Why don't you write a book about it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought that's what I did. Right. They said, why don't you get a real writer to help you with this? And so, you know, we redid the whole thing over two years and, you know, a bloodbath with a ghostwriter and everything. But I like Mm. the idea. I know that uh, a lot of celebrities uh, have written their books the way you're talking about. They, you know, they get with a company and they do interviews and, uh, yeah. you know, from people that were like Steve Wojciechowski that with uh, 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 Jobs, you know, started with Jobs, you know, with Wojciechowski's yeah. book, which is a monster book, it was all done with interviews with him over coffee because he was he's such a wild character. But so many mm-hmm. uh uh, athlete books, you know, like when they went with Charles Barkley and he, his book came out, they said, why did you say this in your book? He said, I never said that. And they said, it's in your book. He said, I never read my book. <laughs> no, well, no. And that's, and see, this is kind of the cool process about, about this. So with scribe is they, um, you know, so there's, there's ghostwriting where you literally yeah. like, like, you know, Michelle Obama didn't write that, right? Somebody wrote that for her. She shows up right. to the book signing. Right. The, the cool thing with Scribe was we we transcribed about 20 hours worth of just me sharing the ideas and the concept. And then I get this manuscript back. And then, you know, every word is my word. I get a chance to get in there yeah. and really work with it. And I'm like, did I really say that? That sounds really stupid. That's right. That's not right. reader, you know, reader right. focused. And ooh, this was really good. Let's dig yeah. in here. So, I mean, I've, I've gone through that so many times, but yeah, I'm super, super excited about it. You know, the concept behind the book is that um, in, in marketing and in messaging, we are conditioned as humans to uh, paint a picture of perfection, thinking that, right. you know, people are going to eat that up and gobble that up, right? So I'm here on your podcast, like, yeah. hey, here's all the success stories and awards. But um, we actually had a moment in our painting company uh, after the Windsor tornado, where uh, we were on a job site and a paint sprayer exploded uh, while the crew was was painting, and the homeowner was standing right within a twenty foot radius, oh, holding no. her nine month old her nine month old oh, baby. No. Right, so oh, no. like we literally painted painted a baby, um, <laughs> and the baby ended up being okay. We made everything right, but you know, my book opens up sharing the story of like I'm about to close a really big contract. And this is years later, 2011, 12. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a sales guy. Right. And I go, this guy's not signing. Like Larry's not signing my contract. I've tried the, you know, the Benjamin Franklin clothes, the over under clothes, all the, all the traditional, you know, stuff out there. And he goes, Matt, I want to know about a time that you screwed up and what you did about it, because, you know, that's, that's what you're made of is in those moments when it matters. And I said, well, we painted a baby and he goes, what share the story. And he goes, well, what did you do about it? I said, well, here's how we handled it. And he goes, you know, you're the kind of guy I want to do business with. You're honest, you're vulnerable. You told me the truth and you painted a picture of imperfection and you took me there and you showed me like, crap, this could go really bad. But if it does, here's what you're going to do about it. And he signed the contract. So, you know, the thesis I came up with and, and I spent a lot of time researching it is by being real, vulnerable and just plain telling the truth, exposing our imperfections with people. That's where you actually build trust and relationship and connection. Um, so yeah, and then I started telling that story, and we did a whole marketing campaign. That that was amazing. We painted my daughter. This is my daughter when she was three. Um, brought her to the shop, you know, threw paint all over her, and um, plastered bus stops, bus benches, 
you know, flyers all over town. It was one of our biggest marketing campaigns, but, you know, it just encourages businesses to lean into their imperfections and share those with people and stop trying to, you know, follow the masses in terms of, of trying to pretend to be something that you're not like for years, I constantly set an expectation that I knew I couldn't attain and then was wondering why I was so damn stressed out. Yeah. And so, uh, Talk the, the the great thing about writing a book is it do, does cause you to get specific and think. Yes, you know it does, and also when they're they're transcribing your words, you know you're having to read your own words. Is like <laughs> I I do that all the time because it's like who said that? That's the stupidest thing I ever heard of. Without well, we just transcribe what you said. I said okay, we'll change it. <laughs> change it, please change that. I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not what I meant. You should have known what I meant to say. I didn't mean to right, say that. Right. But uh, it allows you to get more precise and organized with your uh, expressing yourself. And I never get past the point with the staff, especially with the staff. Uh, one thing we should lecture ourselves on, by the way, as leaders, is clarity and communication with staff. Good yes. Lord. Yeah. You know, to me, I'm always clear, you know, but things get misunderstood. And I said, I'm just a lousy communicator, aren't I? And they go, you know, they never say yes, but it's like, <laughs> it's like, like, I thought that was, a, I said that as simply as I could say it, you know, and, you know, you think it from an employee standpoint, they're not going to deliberately misunderstand you uh, and right. spend time doing something wrong, you know, so they can get, get a, the boss, you know, all pissed off and everything. So it's like, yeah. it's like, well, where did, how did that go wrong? Oh, with me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, with me. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whitealamwinning.com. Thanks for listening.